It is Saturday, January 4th, 2020, so you know what that means. Playoff football. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. Let's face it, if you've been listening the whole season and haven't figured that one out by now, hit your call button and Tommy will come over and hit you on top of the head with a tack hammer because you are stupid. Any which way. <clears throat> We're going to run through um, the article itself, um, kind of go through what I've kind of deciphered and stuff. Uh, we do have some updates this morning, though, that Will Fuller is expected to not play, um, which kind of pulls me off Kenny Stills a little bit, only because of the ownership price um, that you're going to have to pay there because everybody's going to... All your Deshaun Watson people are going to probably... They'll probably still have D-Hop in there, but... They'll move a little bit more to Kenny Stills off the Wolf Fuller. I'm not going to go to Kiki Kuti. I think it does put Duke Johnson into play. So if you like Duke Johnson, I don't have an issue with it. Um, you're going to see the bulk of the work come from Carlos Hyde still, um, who is included in the write-up. But uh, <clears throat> with uh, with Fuller out, it does increase the chance of Duke Johnson getting targets. They haven't really, they don't really like Kiki Kuti too much. But uh, yeah, there is that. Uh, another thing too is, and this is, you can use this on the four game slate. Um. Definitely keep it in mind for the two-game slate. I'm, I should actually. I'll try and enter this in the article and send it out as a um, as an update. But uh, completely missed Josh Perkins uh, for the Eagles, and they run him. They split him out wide as a wide receiver. They'll use him in the slot too when they keep Goddard in tight. Um, Keep him in mind, he is a tight end. If you wanted to go double tight end, if you want to still go with Dallas Goddard, that's fine. Otherwise, if you just want it as a pivot and hope that Goddard fails. On the four-game slate, he is priced as the 6th, 8th, ninth, and 10th highest-priced tight end. Again, tight end, so you can put him in your tight end spot or your flex. Um, let's see, two-gamer... He's the third highest and oh no, duh. Looking at Goddard, he's the fifth highest and seventh highest priced tight end. So he may be better off as kind of a Sunday only play. 
Um, but if you need some flexibility in there, your lineups, uh, get your big boys in there. Uh, he's another option that is available. I completely forgot about it. I got to thank my my buddy uh, William Talbert uh, for reminding me about him late last night. All right, so we're going to start here. We're going to go into quarterback. I think, you know, lo and behold, Drew Brees is on there. He's just been on freaking fire. It's hard to argue you can beat Minnesota over the top, so he's definitely in play here. Um, you're going to pay a hefty price for him since he's the highest-priced quarterback on the board, but uh, I think he's the guy that's definitely has the highest ceiling of everybody. They're going to... If they get up, which I, you know, we all expect them to get up on Minnesota, they are going to absolutely crush them if they can. I don't think there's a team outside of any team in the NFC North that hates the Minnesota Vikings more than the New Orleans Saints. And they're going to remember the Minnesota Miracle. You know, the one where uh, Stefan Diggs got free and scored a touchdown with no time remaining. So um, <clears throat> definitely, definitely uh, uh, take a look at him if you want to pay down. I did add Ryan Tannehill yesterday. I can't get off of it. I had Tannehill as kind of like the Saturday, the Saturday only sneaky play. Um, but there is something about this game that I really like. Uh, from the Tennessee side, now I'm, I'm not. It's it's a it's a ballsy move. So I'll probably just sprinkle this in, you know, one, one or two on a couple of sites. Remember, I play on four sites, so um, I'm not going to go heavy on this. Maybe on the two gamer, I might put it in there a little bit more, but um, I moved him up. I think what's going to happen is they're going to come down on Derrick Henry. I think I think Derrick Henry gets his yards. I think he gets somewhere around the hundred yards. I just don't think he scores the touchdown. That's the that's the thing that you need the most if you're going Derrick Henry. You're paying a hell of a premium price for him. So when you pay premium prices for like him, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. You need those touchdowns. You need them on a slate like this. So I prefer to pay down at running back outside of uh, Kamara. I really like, but um, New England's actually ha- New England's had issues with mobile quarterbacks, and and Tannehill's been pretty mobile. Now you know you won't see if you go through his game logs, you won't see a lot of yardage in certain areas, but there's always the threat of him running, much like Lamar Jackson, Sean Watson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and and, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who they've played this year. All those games. They may not have won them all, but they sure as hell gave New England a hell of a run. And the stats t- turned out to not be that bad either. Now, Tana, Now, if you look back at Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick really doesn't have that talented of a team, right? Ryan Tannehill does. He's got a lot of talent on that team. 
and Corey Davis. So, I like Ryan Tannehill. I think they're going to use A.J. Brown. Um, they're just going to use him to kind of take out uh, Stephon Gilmore. Now, I've heard, I've heard rumors that Stephon Gilmore isn't going to cover him exclusively. Uh, I think that's bullshit. Um, it's going to be Stephon Gilmore. The two guys that I really like the most, though, if you're going to go Ryan Tannehill and if you're going to stack, is Johnny Smith and Tajay Sharp. You can beat New England right in the middle. And that's perfect. Perfect for Johnny and for Tajay. Remember, we called Tajay a couple weeks ago. Didn't play it, unfortunately, because I'm stupid. I mean, I'm trying to remember what game that was. Brain farting. It's early. Leave me alone. Oh. Yeah, that was the New Orleans game. Imagine that. Um, that was a few weeks ago, though. But, uh, you know, he'll throw to Tajay Sharp if that's the best place to go. You know, you got to treat it kind of like how Marshawn Lattimore was covering A.J. Brown a couple weeks ago, right? Stephon Gilmore is as good, if not better, than Marshawn Lattimore. He's just, he's, you know, he's better, more of a proven asset. So, I think you're going to see that same type of game plan again. You'll see a lot of Janu. and see a lot of Tajay Sharp. And then they're going to not really utilize the outside guys, you know, because Corey Davis sucks and A.J. Brown's not going to be able to get away. He's still too young. He's still too young. I mean, he could he could get a long catch on him, just much like what John Brown did a couple weeks ago. But I think he's going to be really limited um, in this game. So uh, last of the four-game quarterbacks you're going to have is Josh Allen. He's... My favorite um, has the run and the pass ability. A lot of people are shitting on him, which is just fine by me um, because we're going to take advantage of that again. Uh, he's probably going to be my highest owned quarterback, to be completely honest with you. I don't think... In my mind, I don't think he can match Breeze. I mean, he could. His ceiling is high. We've seen the ceiling before. But at the savings, if it means that I can get the guys that I want, then Josh Allen is the guy that I want to have in there. Houston's had problems with mobile mobile quarterbacks, too. So I don't know what a lot of people are looking at. I, I understand they don't like Josh Allen. I'm not particularly a fan of of Josh Allen's skills whatsoever, but he plays the game. The Buffalo Bills play the game the way they want to. They come in with a plan, they stick to the plan, and they keep going with it. Nobody's taking them off what they want to do. Even when they get behind, they still do what they want to do. They use Devin Singletary. They'll use some, you know, uh, RPOs. God, I wanted to refrain from saying RPO all season. 
um, with Josh Allen. You know, he takes his he takes his time. He's a little bit patient, uh, more patient this year, throwing the ball like John Brown and Cole Beasley, who I like. Um, so it just makes sense. Fancy draft. He's a bit he's a bit expensive because he's tied with Drew Brees for the highest priced quarterback. So really need to make a decision there on whether or not he can match Breeze. I was thinking of using him as kind of a pivot off of Breeze because I'm running one lineup over on Fantasy Draft because there's no good um, contest outside of that Hooters Million or whatever the hell, which was like a $25 entry. So I'm like, nah, I'll just do one over there. I don't really care to suck a lot of money into that site. But, um, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's my favorite. I do. I, I like Drew Brees a lot. Don't get me wrong. But if I need to save money, I will go down to Josh Allen. Um, Saturday only slate possible for quarterbacks. There are none because uh, we already have two over there, anyways. Uh, I'm not going to buy into this whole Tom Brady bullshit that I'm starting to hear now. Um, we did talk about him though. He is very very cheap, um, which makes sense. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I'm just going to use him as a Sunday-only slate. Um, reason being, and I don't even know if I'm going to play him, the reason being is everything's going to fall onto Kirk Cousins. They're going to get behind in this game, and it's going to come fast. Which means you know they're not going to completely abandon Dalvin Cook. I think he'll get into the pass-receiving uh, portion of it um but you're gonna have cousins slinging the rock it's just the only thing i don't know i don't know who he's gonna throw to outside of one guy that i've got in there um and then i have another possibility but um i think it's a little bit too risky um a little bit too risky for the four game and I mean, we like risk, but I, I already have. I already gave you fucking Tannehill. What more did you want? Uh, running backs, uh, top of the list is Alvin Kamara, uh, favorite of the high price guys. Uh, it's going to be difficult to fit all three of the New Orleans Saints top end guys: Breeze, Michael Thomas, Kamara. If you want to do it, I've given you. I you should have enough value in this article. And then, like I said, of course, remember uh, Josh Perkins. That'll give you even more uh, flexibility in there. Uh, next guy on here, I did like James White. Um, but I'm going to take another shot on Sonny Michelle. There's something that's sitting in my head, and I, I've gone back through specifically for running backs to see where I wanted to go. I've went back about five, six weeks, just kind of seeing any type of trends and stuff. You know, you can see the DVOAs and the DVPs throughout the season uh, against the various teams, too. So um, just kind of, you know, cross-referencing, you know, crossing T's, dot and I's. Um, and I came on to Sony Michelle. The smart play is to use Sony Michelle uh, to try and keep this Tennessee offense off the field. Um, the thing of it is, too, is on FanDuel and Yahoo, 
Even Yahoo is not that bad. FanDuel in particular, maybe not so much, just for the plain simple fact that he is fairly high. He's fairly highly priced at sixty seven hundred, which made him the fifth highest priced running back, um, second on the two game slate. Um, but if you go across the board, eighth, fifteenth, and twelfth, right? For that price, I don't need that much. I don't need that much out of him on the slate. If he would happen to just get 100 yards, and you know, let's just put in a reception. I'll take that. I'll take that from him. If he gets a touchdown, awesome. If he gets two, broke it. Broke the slate. I don't think a lot of people are going to go to him or James White. I do like I do like James White still a little bit, um, but from the numbers and everything that I've kind of seen, um, just the kind of the past history and stuff, the New England Patriots would have to be behind in this game. And that's the real key. All right, do I believe that they're going to get behind? I don't think they are. I think New England's going to play from ahead or they're going to be real close, which is going to really negate out what I like from James White. Um, so it's kind of, it's it's going to be kind of pick your poison um, with the place. But like I said, I, I this is why the article came out so late. Was I spent a, I, I said I'm going to sit down, I'm going to take a look. The running back situation was kind of where I was a little bit kind of shady, um, but I've been pretty good at running backs this year. Um, when I've kind of put the thought process into it. So uh, next on the list is Carlos Hyde. I did have Duke Johnson before. Duke Johnson, like I said, has moved up a little bit. Um. Because of the Will Fuller news, so if you like if you like Duke Johnson, if you think um, Houston's going to be playing from behind, you know it's kind of like the the whole thing with New England. Um, it's it's almost exactly like that. So um, I don't hate Duke Johnson, but I think they're going to keep it on the ball. Same idea as Sonny Michelle, ground and pound. Um, if they try. If if Houston tries to throw that ball thirty plus times, it's it's going to be an automatic lose. It's going to be a fail. They're going to lose to the Buffalo Bills, and I think they do lose to the Buffalo Bills. But I don't think it gets away from them until the second half. I think it stays relatively close in the first half. And then all of a sudden Buffalo Buffalo explodes. Just the you know, the powder keg. It just comes off. Uh, I do like Devin Singletary. Um if you don't believe in Josh Allen, uh then definitely take a look at Devin Singletary. Uh he's got a fantastic price over at FanDuel. It's probably gonna be really highly owned over there. Um The only thing with Devin Singletary is he really needs to break free. And he has that ability. He's got to get, you know, he's got to break that 20-yard run for a touchdown. He's got to 
get a pass from Josh Allen out in the flats where he's open. Can he do that? I probably like the Josh Allen side a little bit more, just a little bit more. Just because if you look at if you look at the pass uh, catching options, they're in fucking terrific spots. So, um, I don't know how much Singletary I'm going to actually have because I'm going to run higher with Josh Allen. Um, but definitely consider it if you're not using Josh Allen, especially like I said on FanDuel where he's pretty cheap. If you're going with the breeze, then you're going to get some relief in there. I think you just eat it. But um, Houston's been giving up a ton of yardage lately, and not even not even because of uh, um, oh god, my brain farted. Not even because of what Derek Henry did last week either. Um, their DVOA for whatever reason wasn't going up, but it was a spot to pick on. Um, pass catch running backs ahead to pass catching ability were especially good against them. Um, so, um, but in just the points allowed to the running back position was great. So, if you wanted to run, if you wanted to say run Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, and then you pick one, you pick Brown or you pick Beasley, I don't think it's a bad option as well. Uh, Saturday only plays, yep, put James White in there for you. Um, I think you could run him as a pivot. You could probably just run the backfield and just be done with it too. But uh, one or the other actually does well on every, any given weekend, so probably wouldn't actually do it that way. But uh, Sunday only, <laughs> ballsy, ballsy play is Jordan Howard. He's dick dirt cheap. He's, se- he's seventh on FanDuel, and then he's going to be ninth on DK for the two-gamer. It's too ballsy for me on the four-game. I'm not doing this. Miles Sanders is expected to play. You're going to have Boston Scott there. So, I mean, you got a three-man backfield. Boston Scott's going to be a third down back. Obviously, they like Miles Sanders, so, you know, he should get the bulk of the work. But he's got a bum ankle, so they may try to spell him every once in a while with Jordan Howard. With Jordan Howard, all you're looking for, you get that touchdown. You get those touchdowns at the goal line, money in the bank. But like I said, I'm only willing to risk it as kind of like a little hedge bet over on the two-gamer off my four-game. Wide receiver starting at the top, Michael Michael Thomas. High price, it's going to be hard to pass on him. Can you do it? Yeah. But I'd rather spend the money on Michael Thomas than I would the high-priced running backs. So I'm going to side with Michael Thomas in a matchup against uh, Xavier Rhodes that I just, I'm not going to be able to get away from. Will I maybe do it on one lineup, you know, here and there? Sure, maybe. Maybe. But sometimes the matchup is too good to pass up on. And if you pass on it, if you believe Drew Brees is going to go off, it's probably going to be because of Michael Thomas. So 
fade at your own risk. If you fade it and you win, I will clap for you. I will not call you an idiot. But it might be a little bit too risky for me. Uh, next on the list is John Brown. <laughs> I made it perfectly clear. The Texas cannot stop wide receivers on the outside with top end speed. There you go. I don't know why anybody would shit on him, but they have all day yesterday. So, wow, there's a couple that, like, you know, are on the Buffalo train. But uh, Next on the list would be Cole Beasley. Like him a little bit more over on, you know, like DK and Fancy Draft because he's kind of a chain, he's more of a chain mover, so he gets a shorter end receptions. Um, slot receivers versus Houston have been very good. Um, I can find it here again. Um, yeah, he's the number. He's definitely the number two. He's going to be facing Vernon Hargreaves. Um, yeah, you will notice on the wide receiver cornerback matchup. If you actually go back to the old one that I sent out to the new one that I sent out, I redid the uh, wide receiver cornerback rankings or matchups ratings because uh, they fucked up their percentages uh, a lot. Now, I'm actually I'm going to go back to this since we're in the same game. So you will notice that DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller actually had the advantage to Tredavious White and Levi Wallace. I'm still not going to buy into it. I think they're, they're going to run a safety over onto that side and keep him kind of contained, especially now with Will Fuller out. I, I wouldn't use it. You know, when with Wolf Fuller in, Hopkins is probably a better play because they can't really contain him and leave Fuller wide open. Um, but now with Will Fuller out, I mean, that's just going to be – it's you're going to have – they're going to have to try and get the ball to Kenny Stills, Duke Johnson, something like that, um, get that ball movement. So um, – Next on the list is DK Metcalf. We like wide, fast wide receivers on the outside versus the Eagles, much like the Houston Texans. Um, all the corner, all the corners are there um, in this matchup. Like you got Jalen Mills back, and I think I actually moved Jalen Mills onto DK Metcalf, but Jalen Mills can't stop him either. So um, he has the speed. I've heard, I've heard, oh, he's going to get two touchdowns. No, no, he's not. He's only going to get, like, one. But he's going to be highly involved. Um, Usually I like to pick on Avante Maddox, uh, but they've been pretty good against wide receivers in the slot this year, which is weird. Um, it's, it's turned in from, you know, use the slot guy, uh, against the Eagles to use the outside guys. So we're going to stick to that plan. It's been working all year. Uh, here we have the aforementioned uh, Kenny Stills. Um, I had put it on here. I only I only want to play if, if uh, Will Fuller is active since that's where the ownership will draw itself. Then Stills becomes quite lower owned, but in the best spot of all the Texas wide receivers in the slot. Um, Greg Ward, his price has kind of moved up. You know, of course, it's four game anyways, but um, he's gonna get a, he's gonna get a shit ton of targets, just like Dallas Goddard. 
Carson Wentz trusts him the most out of all the wide receivers. Um, and, you know, he has a good matchup against Seattle secondary. So it's going to be hard if you are not going Goddard, but you still want exposure. You can go to Greg Ward, um, Josh Perkins, like I had had in there. I'll get him added too. And I'll resend this back out. But, um, secondary option to Michael Thomas on the Saints is, in my opinion, is going to be Traquan Smith. I know, I know Renner is going to, um, probably be on Ginn. I just can't trust Ginn again. Uh, Traquan's been the guy that's been getting the target. He's been lucky. He's been getting the touchdowns last like four or five weeks, four of, uh, the last five weeks, I believe it was. Um, he's your new, he's, he's your new tag get in my opinion. He's the new, like second favorite guy. Well, third favorite guy. Cause you'd have to include Jared cook in there. Um, and yes, I I know Jared Cook is not in the article. I respect Anthony Harris a lot, so um, I'm not going to go with Jared Cook, even though I respect his talent. But it's not where I'm going to go. Uh, I like Nikhil Harry out of all the uh, Patriot wide receivers. I'd much rather go with my next guy, um, just because out of a, out of a more of a trust factor but um, going to have Nikhil Harry lined up with Tremaine Brock who I think he can actually beat um, I think there's going to be a lot of attentions paid to Julian Edelman so with him being banged up getting a lot of attention from that Tennessee defense, I think you're going to see a little bit more of the throws to the outside. So, like Nikhil here, he's been getting screwed out of some touchdowns lately. So, um, I think he can finally get it done and secure that touchdown that he's been getting screwed out of. So, favorite value guy at wide receiver is Tajay Sharp. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. He's probably my he's probably my second favorite guy to Johnny Smith as far as the Titans targets. Um but uh as far as wide receiver um value take a look at Sharp and before you take a look at Nikhil Harry, if you're using specifically just my article. Um, I think you'll find that you like Tajay Sharp a little bit more. Uh, Sunday only play, I have Adam Thielen in there. It's too big of a risk for me to put out a four-gamer. I don't think you'll need it anyways. Um, but if you want to get off the Stephon Diggs chalk, which will be there on the Sunday only, um, definitely take a look at Thielen. He may be a little bit higher on just because he's cheaper, but um, I don't think so. I think a lot of people are going to get sucked into... Um, Stefan Diggs, the history and all that. And so you're going to get a higher own Stefan Diggs than he will on Adam Thielen. And Thielen, if he gets his head out of his ass, um, 
you know, finally, after coming back from injury, he hasn't done shit. So if he gets his head out of his ass, um, he has just as high of an upside as uh, uh, Diggs in this matchup uh, and has the better matchup overall with the corner. So tight end, started, you know, it's Dallas Goddard. There's not going to be any Zach Ertz this week, so just fuck it. If I, I don't mind eating Dallas Goddard's salary if I ha- if I can. I don't mind covering a base right there, you know, the quote-unquote free square. Um, I don't mind using him there, so definitely consider it. Uh, let's see here. Janu Smith. He's been involved with the offense this season. Uh, Tannehill will look for him even more. A.J. Brown, tougher matchup. <laughs> Corey Davis being a complete shit show. So... Uh, they're gonna get. He's gonna get Smith. He's gonna get Tajay Sharp involved. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, Fanduel only. I think you could consider Taysom Hill again. Now it's a little bit dangerous because you know you could get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you know, one too many times. But uh, definitely, if you need the if you need the savings there. Um. Taysom is your guy. He has multiple ways to score a touchdown. If they if they get up on Minnesota like we think that they are, would you be that surprised if they're running Taysom only type plays? That's kind of the question. I mean, he's not going to line up a tight end. He's he, he'll light he'll line up a tight end, but he's not going to face the same coverage as say uh, Jared Cook and uh, Josh Hill will. So, um, definitely somebody to consider. Um, I may only run it on the Sunday only slate just to get weird because nobody fucking plays him. So, um, and I like a couple of the other tight end options, but, uh, um, you want to pay down even further than take a look at Kyle Rudolph. I generally don't like to attack with tight ends. All right, attack the Saints with tight ends. But um, I don't, I think a lot of people are going to go with uh, BC Johnson, and I don't like the matchup with him. Um, I think Rudolph could get it done. You really, you're looking at him trying to get a touchdown. If he gets the touchdown, then, um, then you're good. So you don't you're not going to need too much from a play like that at your tight end position. This is definitely a slate where you could run double tight end and you'd be fine. Uh, we mentioned the aforementionable uh, Joshua Perkins. Um, let's see, yeah. So I have to get him and actually have to get him included in here. I'm going to make sure I throw that in there so I don't forget. Um. Bing. Throwing it in there. I will update it for you guys. Uh, the two defenses that I'm looking at specifically, you know, there'll be no Sunday only, Monday only. These are just my two favorite defenses. On the on the two-game slates, if you guys want to just go ahead and pay down for your defenses too from what I'm giving you, 
in the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, just do what you do what you got to do, but um, um, definitely, definitely, on a four game slate, I would. Why did I put him in the wrong spot? Okay, any which way. Uh, definitely, I'm looking at Buffalo. I think there's going to be some turnover potential with um, uh, Deshaun Watson. They have not been playing good. He that that foot is hurting him when he got stepped on in that that uh, Tampa Bay game. And yeah, he's had a he's had a week off, but he hasn't been running much. His offensive line hasn't been playing that well. So I definitely expect um some turnovers out of that uh, off of the Houston side. And then Philadelphia, if you're forcing Russell Wilson to throw, um I respect Russell Wilson. I'm a Wisconsin guy. He spent you know, the one year that he spent at Wisconsin was magical. But the thing of it is, is if you force him into higher volume, he will commit errors, fumbles, interceptions. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to stay away from him or are going to use Russell Wilson. And I don't think it's right. I think the Eagles win this game based on sheer will to win the game and they'll end up going to San Francisco and losing next week so um yeah that's it you got any questions you know where to find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13 I'll be in the Slack chat later this afternoon for the um full time DFS uh chat so guys have a good one good luck uh Let's win some money.